The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you to all of you who are joining us today. We're glad that you're listening with us. And thank you for sending us emails and for posting on the Spirit of Recovery Facebook page. We love hearing from you. We're glad that you're participating and um, glad that you're getting a lot out of what we're doing here at Spirit of Recovery. And thank you so much, too, for spreading the word about our program. It's exciting uh, to see how many people are uh, getting the good message about us, and we know that you are getting that boost uh, about for your own recovery and your own spiritual growth and that you're sharing that with your uh, friends in your recovery community, in your unity community, and in the other uh, communities that you participate in. So thank you for spreading the word about Spirit of Recovery. It's wonderful to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery here on Unity.fm, Unity Online Radio. And we know that uh, you're aware that you can listen live or you can download programs from our archives. You can go on www.unity.fm and go to the Spirit of Recovery page and you can find some wonderful programs archived there. You can listen anytime or you can listen over and over. Also, you can listen to Spirit of Recovery on any of your mobile listening devices. So there are lots of ways for you to access our great guests. We do always bring you practical information, things that you can use to grow spiritually, to grow in your recovery, and we bring you lively discussions that get you thinking. We want you to know as well that the Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. We know that recovery is a large tent, and so if you're a person in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're a family member um, in your own recovery as a family member or a family member or friend of someone that has the disease of addiction, whether or not they're in recovery, or if you're just somebody that's interested and want to learn more about the process of recovery, we welcome you here at Spirit of Recovery. We welcome your participation as a listener and in our discussions. Again, my name is Anna Schaus. I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister. I'm an addictions recovery counselor. I'm also a person who has in my circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction. And um, almost 31 years ago now, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. And I am sure grateful for that. It really opened the door for me to have a life that is rich and full. And ever since that time, my walk has been an integration of unity principles and recovery principles. And my life uh, keeps transforming and keeps getting richer, and I keep growing in deeper and deeper ways. So I'm very grateful, very delighted to have the opportunity here on Unity.fm to share these ideas with you and to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and recovery walk. Today, as usual, we have a great program for you and a guest who has a lot to offer us, who has um, a wonderful experience of recovery. 
The topic today is living in depth, and we're going to be looking at what happens to you when you pursue this spiritual path of recovery with everything you've got, and when you combine it with other uh, spiritual principles and other practices, and you put it all together, what you get, of course, is a life that works. So my guest today is Jerry L., and Jerry celebrated yesterday 43 years in recovery. And uh, when I asked him uh, to be my guest today, I didn't know that, but um, Spirit had really put him on my mind and heart, and uh, lo and behold, it turned out that those dates matched, and that's something I really love about the spiritual walk, and that is the synchronicity and how there really aren't any accidents, but there truly are divine appointments. So Jerry's going to be sharing with us from the richness of his 43 years of living a spiritual way of life. Jerry... um, has also 30 years in unity. He's a licensed unity teacher, and he uh, has certainly uh, made this unity principle a big way of life for himself. He's recovering from the disease of alcoholism, and he also, um, in his uh, career life, has 30 years of experience in the construction industry and getting out there and participating in life and um, helping people build. So Jerry's a builder in a lot of ways, and we're going to be hearing about that today, about how he uh, uses these spiritual principles to create good in his life. So Jerry, welcome to the Spirit of Recovery. Well, thank you. It is my pleasure. What a birthday present for me. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's great. I, I love how that worked out. I love it. I'm always, always amazed. So, uh, Jerry, tell us a little bit about, uh, this is probably an, an impossible question, but what has helped you to walk this recovery path, to live this recovery life for 43 years? Oh, my goodness. Uh <laughs> That is quite a quite a question. I, I think the best way I can do is is uh, really go back to the uh, to the beginning and then kind of trace some of the things that that happened. Okay. I uh, think that'll work. Sure, that sounds great. Okay. Well. Okay. Forty three years ago, I was uh, I had uh, drank up everything that uh, that I had. Uh, the house is about to be foreclosed on. And I was feeling very uh, sick and tired, and sick and tired, and and scared, and all those other good things. Uh, scared to the point of uh, not being able to face uh, the next day. And I I toyed with the uh, suicide idea and was not. Uh, I guess I didn't have courage enough to do it, so that didn't happen. But uh was out on the on the hills in El Paso. I uh, just parked up on the hills and and just running my head. And somewhere along the line I heard a voice of my wife's grandmother saying, Jerry, you're an alcoholic, do something. And that was the first time I guess that I really was was ready and willing to accept that I was an alcoholic. And so I, uh, I got home, got on the phone, found uh, a meeting, went to a meeting, walked in, and I was flabbergasted. Here were half a dozen at least businessmen that I had worked with in construction and had no idea that they had the same disease that I had. But it was it was helpful to have that. So anyway, I, I did all of my... Uh, uh, program work. I, I had a wonderful sponsor that held my feet to the fire, and uh, I went to a meeting just virtually every day. I would go to the Arid Club instead of the happy hour that I had been used to for so many years, and did that in almost uh, a full year. And then I had a chance to go on an overseas construction job. And since I needed the money and since I hadn't been able to make a whole lot in my first year of of recovery, uh, I jumped at the chance. Now, I did not have 
any program in Khartoum, Sudan, in Africa. <laughs> Could not find one. Wow. But I let three or four of the people that I worked with know that I had a problem. And in fact, one of them that was pretty much a buddy of mine, uh, <laughs> he'll get a kick out of this. He was my taster. Uh, you know, we'd, we'd go to parties. Every, everything When you're overseas, everything is parties. And I'd order a, a Pepsi or a ginger ale or something and never quite sure if it was going to end up spiked or not. If I had any question, I'd say, you check this for me. And it was amazing because several times he'd say, whoop, you don't want that one. And uh, so that was good. Came back to the States, went back to a few meetings and decided, eh, I got by all right without a program over overseas. I'm okay. I, you know. So I drifted away from the program. Now what happened was I didn't go back to drinking, but I went back to my stinking thinking. And several years later, my whole world was crashing down around, around my shoulders, and I said to myself, said I, <laughs> now here it is happening all over again, and I can't blame booze and drinking this time. So now what do I do? And all of a sudden, the thought came to me, why haven't you been going to meetings? And I went to a meeting. And I ended up crying through that entire first meeting. Because right at the beginning, I'm reading how it works. And it says in there about even if you have uh, mental problems or whatever, if you have the capacity to be honest. Well, I knew that was that. I would, that just didn't fit for me. I hadn't been honest. I had not been honest, even though I wasn't drinking. And no wonder it all, you know, crashed around my shoulders. Meanwhile, a little before that, I had found unity, and I had gotten very interested, and I had gone with it, and. Then all of a sudden I started to see the similarities between unity and AA. They fit together like putting a hand into a well-made glove. The spirituality was so similar between the AA philosophies and practices and the unity uh, practices and beliefs. Uh, and it was amazing. And so... I ended up really jumping in with both feet in unity and taking classes. Not that I wanted to be a teacher. I had absolutely no intention of being a teacher. But when the time came that I changed my mind, I had some classes already that I had taken for credit. And lo and behold, uh, in 1990, I was licensed as a unity teacher. And uh, it was... Uh, same time that uh, my wife, Terry, was uh, licensed and ordained as a unity minister. So we ended up making a pretty good team. Yeah. It was, uh, it was wonderful. But, you know, the problem with the alcoholic mind is it is so easy to say, oh, well, I don't need this anymore. And what I tell people when I'm at meetings and telling my story or just one of the speakers uh, of, of the night, you know, the, all the questions. And, and I tell them that my sobriety is no better than the one that just walked in the door because both of us are one drink away. And if we can remember that, and if we can remember to work the program, to go to the meetings, to share our experiences... I found out it was in the meetings that I grew up because I, I had stopped growing way back there somewhere in the in the teenage years uh, and I didn't really know how to how to live life but it was in meetings that I learned and thank God for those meetings mm -hmm. I, I have been so blessed what are some so of the things anyway, go, ahead. go ahead go ahead yeah no what are some of the things that in meetings that helped you grow up? Well, listening to people uh, telling their stories and, and, and the recurring thing so often was 
I know now how to live on a life on life's terms instead of trying to do it all on my terms. And people will tell how they use the AA principles to cope with the problems that come up. You know, when we get into recovery, that doesn't mean the end of problems, but it means we find a new way of handling it instead of diving into a bottle. And, you know, I have never gone to a meeting that I didn't come away uh, with new thoughts, new ideas, and even new resolve to, to work harder at being the best person that I can possibly be. Meetings are, are they're wonderful. Right, it's a place, it's a place where there is a lot of honesty. I know you mentioned that yeah. earlier, is that one thing that, can create such problems for us as being dishonest. What what is it that uh, that eats away at us when we're not honest? Keeps us stuck. Uh, oh goodness. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, before I I quit drinking, uh, I had my own my own company uh, doing remodeling work, and I would go back to the house to the street and wait down the road for the mailman and stop and him and get the mail from him before he got to the house. So if there was any mail in there that, that uh, showed how bad off we are and were and how many bills were coming up and how much was overdue, uh, that's what I was doing. I, you know, there was no way I could let Terry know how bad things were. And... You know, we go to sit. I don't know. Maybe people re- remember a movie many, many years ago uh, with Ray Milland called The Lost Weekend. You remember that? Did you happen to see that? I didn't see it. I've heard of it, but I never saw it. I don't think. Well, it's, I... it's way back. It's, it's before your time, but <laughs> still within mine. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things that I, I thought it was a comedy. Because I was not accepting the fact that, that I was an alcoholic and had been since I was in my teens. Uh, and I, I couldn't even conceive of people trying to hide their bottles in, in strange places hoping nobody would find them. Well, I found out. <laughs> I did it. Mm-hmm. It happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know... Dishonesty. At, at one time, I had so many checks out that I couldn't cover. I don't know why I never went to jail. I really don't. Talk about luck of the Irish or something. But, uh, you know, if, if I tried to cash a check, at the, even, even get money out of the bank where I had a bank account, the tellers all knew that they had to get an officer of the bank to come check and make sure that, that I had the money in there to cover it <laughs> and that it hadn't been spoken for or whatever. You know, all of those things. And, and just, you know, where were you last night? Oh, well, I just, you know, we got to talking in the bar and da-da-da-da-da. And, and there wasn't very much that I was honest about. Right, it's like it takes up so much time and energy and focus that that's almost like you can't a person can't live their lives because you gotta focus on all the all the games and the stories and keep it all straight, kind of. Oh yeah, they, they have all of the energy that is spent. Uh, if the doorbell rang, I would I would jump out of my chair. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And there were times when it was the sheriff. Uh, mm-hmm. Telling me that somebody was suing me for something or other, and uh, you know, try to keep that to your family. Um, that's pretty hard to do when they're right at your front door. That's but, right. You know, I come up with some kind of a lie. <laughs> well, hang on to that. We're going to be right back. We're going to take our break now, and uh, listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back uh, with the Serenity Minute, and then we'll keep talking to Jerry and find out what happens when we live at depth. We'll be right back. You 
are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. Anytime a situation seems confusing or hopeless, most likely I am viewing it from a perspective of human limitation. Instead, I have the innate power to see any circumstance from a spiritual perspective by turning to God in prayer. If I am seeing only problems and not solutions, illness and not wholeness, lack and not abundance, I sit quietly in the silence and reestablish my oneness with God, affirming wisdom, wholeness, and abundance. I begin to see things differently, at one with infinite possibility. I scale the heights of human awareness and view the world as from above, expressing oneness with God in all that I think, say, and do. I allow my spirit to soar. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Living in Depth, and my guest is Jerry L. Jerry celebrated yesterday on March the 19th his 43rd birthday in recovery, and that's a big deal. And um, I didn't know that when I asked him to be my guest today, so that was, that was definitely a divine order thing there. It's wonderful. So we're talking with Jerry about Living in Depth and what happens when you pursue the spiritual path for that many years and with all you've got and we know that what you get is a life that works so before jerry and i start our conversation back up here in our second segment i invite you to join me as we take a moment to center ourselves in peace of mind in the serenity minute so i invite you to relax to uh, let yourself feel that peace that is your higher power within you and all around you and share with me this constructive idea I choose to live my spiritual life and find the riches within me. I choose to live my spiritual life and find the riches within me. Thank you, friends, for joining with me in the Serenity Minute. And I do hope and trust that that blessed you and helped you to connect for a moment with your higher power. 
And so now we're back with my guest, Jerry L., and we're talking about the topic of living in depth. And Jerry, again, has 43 years in recovery. He is a licensed Unity teacher, and he has been very engaged and involved with the Unity way of life for many years. So, Jerry, we do know that the prayer and meditation is a key part of both the 12 steps of recovery and also of the Unity principles. And uh, it can be a real tough thing for a lot of people to get into the habit of prayer, the habit of meditation. Tell us about how you got started and what were some of the pitfalls you had to overcome and how you did it. Well, back at the point at that time when I was not going to meetings uh, and my business was uh, not doing well and I, I was wanting prosperity. And I ended up going to the uh, self-help books, you know, Think and Grow Rich and Cybernetics and all of that. And they would talk about meditation. And I thought, well, I can do that. So I would arrange in the afternoon sometime. I'd go home and I'd get into a comfortable chair and I'd do my meditation. And 20 or 30 minutes later, I'd wake up and say, okay, I've meditated. But you were really taking a nap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and I, know and that. I had to get uh, pay more attention, really, at that time. I was going to Unity, but I wasn't quite, it still wasn't quite connecting with me. And it wasn't until uh, I went back to the meetings that all of a sudden I saw, you know, the, 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 the similarities and, and how it worked. And then it made more sense to me when they were telling me in the meetings, well, every morning when you get up, you uh, ask God to uh, help you make it through the day, and you just spend a few minutes uh, talking to God and, and asking for that guidance. And when you go to bed at night, you, you talk to God again, and you give thanks for making it through the day and doing all of that. And where they weren't quite saying this is meditation, in my mind, it was. Any time that I'm having a an idea that I am talking to God, that's meditation for me. And I get myself stilled and quiet and centered. And my, and I don't go to sleep anymore when I when I meditate. Uh, I, I stay with it and stay connected. But that's, you know, that's one of the similarities. And then another one is is the honesty. Hear people at the meetings telling things that happened to them when they were drinking and and even afterwards. And there's only one place, really, that you can do that uh, to that that extent, and that's in the AA rooms because you you have the anonymity and, and you have that... Uh, comradeship that you all have that same problem, that same disease. But it helps them to carry that honesty out into your life. Honesty was probably one of the hardest things for me to learn because I had spent so many years being a consummate con artist. And I guess that's how I stayed out of jail. (laughs) Mm Some, some took some skills huh, <laughs> to see that. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. That's real, that's really something. So, uh, what were some of the when you started taking the Unity classes uh, back a while back? Because if you uh, got your licensed Unity teacher certification in '90, you were taking those classes. I know uh, way before that. What were some of the ideas that that really stood out to you and uh, helped you? Well, for the first time, I heard people say, you have the divinity within you. I read it in the books that we were using in classes. Uh, and it was it made sense to me. And it was funny because uh, earlier in our marriage, Terry grew up in unity. And she, she wanted that. For me, it was too woo-woo. And I finally got smart enough to realize it was not woo-woo, it was, it was real. And it was truth, and it was honest. Uh, 
and that got me fired up. And I said, yeah. You know how so many people in Unity will say they walked into a Unity church or a center and they said, I'm home. I have found home. Mm-hmm. And that certainly happened with me. But even even finding home and starting to take the lessons and uh, the classes and that sort of thing, it still didn't quite do it. And maybe because I'm an alcoholic that I had to put the AA into it and mix it up and blend it and it just all fit together. It all made sense. And so I, you know, I had started classes in the early 80s and uh, and taking them and then really uh, when Terry was getting ready to graduate, I, I doubled up on classes and went back to the village and took classes so that I could uh, get licensed uh, when she was graduating and ready to go out for a church. And it was uh, amazing, too, how I found that I, I really loved to teach. Teach or do workshops, just. <laughs> and this for a guy who who before couldn't even stand up in a crowd and say something without the knees knocking together. But, you know, it was unity that gave me the, gave me the, the possibility and the potential of doing that. When you did... me that I'm not alone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. That sounds like one of the things is... is do you remember when you first realized that you did love to teach and that you could get up in front of people? And what was it that helped you? So it sounds like one thing is that you began to realize you're not alone. What else helped you to get up there in front of people and teach? Well, strangely enough, uh, once I had put Unity and AA together, uh, then went back into into business again on a little different uh, tack, but I ended up being president of the home builders. And I said to myself, ooh, hey, I like it up front. Yeah, this is a good place. To, I like this. I can do this. And uh, that was when I really started doubling up on my classes and everything. But it was it was a combination of of unity saying we have a higher power that looks out for us, a higher power that can help us, unity telling us that we have the divinity within uh, and that we have the potential, that if we do do our part, then the Father within does the works. And, And that was, you know, originally, way back then, that was such a foreign concept to me. What little religious background I had was not that kind. It was what we refer to as the fundamental. And uh, it didn't fasten on the fact that uh, we had the divinity within. And to hear that, and, and, you know, AA is almost saying the same thing. The funny part of it is, uh, I read the 24-hour book uh, every day. And... Every so often, Terry and I uh, will talk about it and we'll say, oh, Charlie, Papa Charlie must have written that one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the things in in that 24-hour book are are just straight unity. You you couldn't do it any clearer. And, uh, you know, again, I I am so, so blessed by the similarity of the programs and the the help that I have gotten from the programs. And I know that, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be having such an enjoyable life today if I hadn't done both. Both the sobriety through AA and the understanding of my true nature through unity. I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry, one of the things that uh, I love about you, there are many things, but one and one that's always stood out to me and made a big impact on me 
is anytime somebody says, how are you, Jerry? What do you always say? Magnificent. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. Uh, I, I started doing that at a time when things were not all that magnificent, but I was affirming that, by golly, they were going to be. And if they're going to be, they're now. And uh, I, I get people now that will say sometimes, well, you can't be magnificent all the time. And I said, well, now look at it a little bit. There, There's kind of a range there of magnificence. Sometimes at the, I'm up near the top. Sometimes I'm at the middle. Sometimes at, I'm at the bottom. But it is still magnificent. I'm alive. I have the divinity within. I have the potential. I don't drink anymore. I don't even smoke anymore. Uh, why wouldn't it be magnificent? And and the other thing, too, is that a lot of times I'm telling people that, especially at church and hugging somebody, and they say, how are you magnificent? And I say, and you are, too. Because we all are. Right. That's great. Yep, it, it lights up our hearts when you say that. I appreciate you doing that. Well, it, uh, it, it, it's interesting, and I know it has helped me because I'm affirming something wonderful and something great and something, and I'm, I'm also affirming the possibilities and the potential and the truth of it. And is every day absolutely magnificent and wonderful? Of course not. But when I look at it from the standpoint that I am magnificent and I know that I have I have AA to, to go for, for support and answers and I have the Father within to go to for, for guidance and wisdom and love and courage and all of that good stuff, what else could I be? but magnificent. That's my philosophy. That's a great one. Jerry, you're also a singer, and you're a, a beautiful singer, and I, you sing in church, uh, perhaps you sing in other places. How is that a part of your spiritual walk, your spiritual path? Oh, my goodness. I hadn't thought of that as part of the spiritual path. And yet I... Yeah, I do solos at our church here uh, every now and then. I don't do it all the time, uh, but uh, every now and then. And, and I try to sing something that, uh, you know, is uplifting and uh, indication of the truth of our being and uh, that sort of thing. See, the last one that I, that I sang a couple of weeks ago was uh, on eagle's wings that's taken right out of the uh, out of the Bible, the, mm -hmm. the words. And a uh, beautiful song. And uh, I just, you know, enjoy singing it. Um, years ago, I was listening to a car radio, and uh, 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 Louis Armstrong was singing, What a Wonderful World. And I said to myself, Ooh, that's a church song. And... Uh, so I started singing that one too, but you know it's it's a message. Uh, same way that uh, you know every so often I I speak at our church or I you know, also am guest speaker at other churches, and uh, you know I just enjoy sharing my thoughts, my ideas, and my beliefs uh, of how to how to live uh, a wonderful life. What's one of the uh, unity ideas that you like to share the most when you're either just teaching or when you're speaking in a church setting? You know, I guess the one that I would I give, yeah. Jesus said, all that I do, you shall do, and more. And it's kind of like I keep going back to that and thinking, now, what does he mean? Does he really mean we could do that? And, you know, and I've gone through the various stages, and sometimes I tell people with that, and I say, 
okay, one of the things that he did was a whole lot of praying. <laughs> so we can do that too, and, and uh, that can be helpful. But it, it is putting the, the emphasis on the fact that Jesus was like us. He was not up there on a pedestal somewhere. He walked the streets like we do. But he knew more fully his true nature. And he did his best in his ministry to explain that to us, to show that to us. And I think that's, that's really the, the, the whole thing. Healings that were done. Healings like were done with uh, Myrtle and, and Charles Fillmore and, and so many others. And it's because, whether they used the words or not, they were doing the same thing that Jesus did. They were healing. And we have healers among us that we don't even realize are healers. Hold that thought, Jerry. Uh, it's time for our next break, but that's great. We're going to come back to that. Listeners, stay with okay. us. We'll be right back and talk about uh, healing as part of our Very spiritual good. path. Anytime a situation seems confusing or hopeless, most likely I am viewing it from a perspective of human limitation. Instead, I have the innate power to see any circumstance from a spiritual perspective by turning to God in prayer. If I am seeing only problems and not solutions, illness and not wholeness, lack and not abundance, I sit quietly in the silence and reestablish my oneness with God, affirming wisdom, wholeness, and abundance. I begin to see things differently, at one with infinite possibility. I scale the heights of human awareness and view the world as from above, expressing oneness with God in all that I think, say, and do. I allow my spirit to soar. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Reverend Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for spiritual coaching, creating a vibrant life. Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Reverend Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're listening with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Living in Depth. And my guest is Jerry L. Jerry just celebrated his 43rd birthday yesterday on March the 19th of recovery in the AA program. 
and he is uh, sharing with us what that's been like for him. Jerry's also been involved with uh, Unity. He's a licensed Unity teacher uh, for many, many years. He was licensed in 1990. And so he has lots to share with us, and he is today about what it means to really go for that spiritual depth and to practice these principles in all our affairs and combine these uh, the path of unity and the 12 steps and really make a big difference in your life and in the lives of other people. So, Jerry, before the break, you were uh, talking with us about the idea of healing and how, uh, as Jesus taught, we are we can also uh, be healers and channels of healing. And you were talking about the idea that there are healers among us. So, tell us about that. Tell us that healing process. Well, I think it uh, you know it's got to be something that just happens. You can't buy it at at the store. Uh, it's a consciousness. Uh, I, I don't claim to be a healer, and yet I am well aware that, that I have healing in my hands. Uh, I can put, put my hand on, on someone and they can feel the heat coming out of the palm of my hand. And it can be, you know, helpful. It can be soothing. Uh, I haven't graduated to uh, being able to knock out cancer or anything like that, but I can still, you know, be of some value uh, sometimes with that. But I, I recognize that there are those uh, uh, who really have the healing power. And I have to believe in my mind that they have it because they believe they have it. And because they believe it is not them, but it is divine spirit working through them. And there have been, you know, wonderful healings. Well, starting with Myrtle Fillmore, thinking she had six months to live, being told she did not inherit sickness, so therefore she decided she didn't have to have tuberculosis, spent two years in meditation and in working and apologizing to her body for ever thinking it was less than perfect. And it was 40 years later, plus, or 40 years plus, before she uh, passed on. Uh, Unity is built on the healing power that is there. And the healing power, really, it is not as much that someone else does the healing as helping us to understand we can heal ourselves. If we if we ask for and receive the consciousness from divine mind of healing, we can. And uh, that that's... That's one of the big things with me with with uh, with unity is the that potential for healing of all kinds, you know, physical healing, mental healing, spiritual healing, healing, consciousness healing, uh, relationships, and and a lot of that comes back really uh, to the idea of of honesty. If you are honest in your intentions. You may not always be perfect, but you will come close to it. I, I like the AA part where it says, we, we claim spiritual progress, not spiritual per- perfection. We're all here to grow and to learn and to pass on what we learn to other people, to give to other people of our, uh, of our gifts, whatever they are. And we all have gifts. We all have something that we can share. But we have to be honest with ourselves and with other people before we can truly share. Yeah, it's like it's what like I, that that lining up of intention. What you're saying that's that seems to be uh, what I find is the real channel for power. When I'm confused or conflicted within myself. 
which is okay. I mean, that's part of the human condition. I have to do that sometimes to sort myself out. But that's when it's like it feels like, man, nothing's working, you know. It's all kind of messed up. And yet when I do the prayer work, when I do, you know, if there's emotional release or whatever I need to do to get it real clear about what what am I really meaning and am I dipping into my divine self for that meaning, that's when it's like, boom, you know, whoosh, it happens. Life goes forward. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. Yep. It's, uh, it, it's a wonderful world. It really is. Mm-hmm. I know you like the topic of allow, that you have spoken on that. Allow. What did? What do you mean by that? What do we allow? Yeah, that was my talk uh, two days ago uh, on Sunday. Uh, it, it's from the standpoint uh, that we have to get away from the, from the idea that we're in charge and that we have the power and that we can make this to happen. We can make other people do things the way we want them to. And it's more a situation of we have to learn to allow. We make ourselves a vessel ready to be filled with whatever it is that we're wanting, that we're uh, desiring, that we want to be or to do. But we have to get out of the way. The details are none of our business. Making ourselves ready to allow these things to happen. Uh, I talked about when we when we think that we're ready and we say, "Okay, God, I have affirmed this. This is what I want. I'm ready to receive." That's just the beginning. <laughs> the beginning is we have to get rid of the blocks, whatever we have put up as barricades and detours. To, to our good or someone else's good. Whatever we've done to put barricades, we have to learn to recognize them and eliminate them. And then we open up the channels for our good to come to us. We help other people to open up their channels for good to come to them. But it's a question of allowing, not making it happen. Again, it is not I but the Father within who does the works. And when we can remember that, then we are in the position where we can say, all right, God, this is what I, what I want. I see this happening. I affirm that it is true. And then we have to turn it over to God in God's time frame and not take it back. You know, I, I used to, oh, God, please get me out of this mess and I'll never do it again, da 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 and go along and... And before it's even all completely healed or something, that's okay, God, I've got it now. I'll take it from here. And <laughs> it doesn't work that way. If we're, going to, if we're going to get the benefit, we have to allow it to happen. We can't demand it. We can't make it. We can't force it. You remember the saying that what you get by force, you have to keep by force? Mm-hmm. And... Our energy runs out, and we can't we can't keep it by force. But when when we allow it to come in through divine mind and 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 through the the substance of the universe that is just inexhaustible, uh, then it can happen. That's right. My, that's my belief, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Sounds like a good one. So. But that's a lot of wisdom, and uh, with your uh, 43 years here of living this spiritual path and, and working those principles that you've just been talking about and, and lots of other ones, what words of wisdom would you share with us, Jerry, as we, we come to the close of our program in just a few minutes here? Well, I would probably do much what I will be doing Friday. Uh, I will be doing my birthday uh, speaking at my home group uh, Friday and and get my my chip and the a lot of what I will tell not only the things that happened to me and the changes and all the rest of it but my experience of thinking I didn't need the 
meetings and realizing that I did meet him, meet them, and realizing also that I need to be there to show others that it is possible. And so I tell them, you know, keep coming to meetings, keep working the steps. But the other part of it, I guess I hit constantly. Don't don't put me on a pedestal for 43 years. I have been fortunate. I didn't do it all by myself. My sobriety, the quality, is no better than the one who walks in the door for the first time tonight because I am one drink away from a drunk. We all are. And when we remember that, it helps us to keep our, our minds cleared and to commune with God and ask God to help us through the day. Be with me this day. And because of unity, I say, let me be aware of your presence within me and within all the people that I'm dealing with. Let Jerry, me be aware of the presence. Thank you, Jerry. That's a, a wonderful uh, conclusion here. Thank you. That really... Uh, touches my heart and I know it touches the hearts of everybody who's listening and um, that's what it's at let us be aware thank you Jerry God bless it's been my pleasure and bless you thanks to all of you for listening I uh, know you've been touched by what Jerry shared with us today join us next week when my guest is going to be Nell Hurley Nell is the executive director of the Minnesota Recovery Connection, and she's going to be talking with us about connecting with life and about how getting involved is a real important part of recovery. So God bless you. Know that you're in my thoughts and prayers, and I see all kinds of good coming for all of us as we do remember that God is right in the midst of us. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Imagine world peace. What would it look like? Is it really possible? If so, how do we get there? Author Mindy Odlin asked 21 visionary peace builders these questions in Let It Begin With Me, new from Unity Books. Hear from leaders who are creating and living the new peace paradigm, including Barbara Marks Hubbard, Dr. John Demartini, Azim Kamisa, and His Holiness, Karma Kuchin Rinpoche. From the kitchen table to the boardroom, local communities to world nations, each interview offers a unique viewpoint of the new peace movement. You can join this new movement of modern peace builders. Bring peace to every aspect of your life. Discover the role you play. Read Let It Begin With Me, 21 Voices of the New Peace Movement. Imagine and help create world peace. Read Let It Begin With Me by Mindy Odlin, available in print and for your e-reader at unitybooks.org. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Hello, Unity Online Radio. Yes, I was wanting to know if I can listen to Unity Online Radio on my smartphone. Actually, yes. iPhone and Android users can now listen live to Unity Online Radio with the Live 365 app. This is great news. 
How do I get the app? Getting the app is super easy. You'll need to download our broadcast partners app, Live 365. iPhone users can go to iTunes to download the Live 365 app. Android users can go to the Android market. Once the app is downloaded onto your mobile device, search for Unity Online Radio. And voila, your favorite hosts, live on your phone. Wow. Unity Online Radio, on the go? How cool is that? To learn more, go to www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.